Welcome to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, where we talk about issues facing our Big Island community. Island Conversations, Sunday mornings on KWXX at 6.30 and on B97B93 at 7 a.m. Or listen anytime at kwxx.com. Island Conversations, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Aloha, good morning. Welcome to Island Conversations. On Sundays, we're on the radio on the Big Island of Hawaii on KWXX and B93B97. The interviews rebroadcast the following Friday on KPUA 670 AM in Hilo. And you may always find Island Conversations wherever you get podcasts. Just look for Island Conversations or at kwxx.com or b97hawaii.com. Bay Clinic is a healthcare facility with numerous locations in East Hawaii, and I think it's been serving the community's health needs for around 35 years. The director is Kimo Alameda. Dr. Alameda grew up on the Big Island, Hawaiian Portuguese, and that helped him in his early work as a school counselor. After many years in the Department of Education, Dr. Alameda went back to school and got his doctorate from the University of Nebraska. He worked in the State Department of Health, as a transition and behavioral specialist for the child and adolescent and then adult mental health division. He became director of the Office of Multicultural Services. Dr. Alameda joined Mayor Billy Canoy's administration as the director of the Office of Aging, and now he's with Bay Clinic. Good morning, Dr. Alameda. Good morning, Sherry. So I know, Chemo, you've done a lot of other things. What drew you to Bay Clinic? Well, i got to tell you, um, you know, I've always... Uh, appreciated our federal qualified health centers. I mean, way back when uh, Paul Strauss was the CEO, uh, I did a consultation with him. He wanted to kind of improve the cultural competency of his staff. And at that time, I was the director for the Office of Multicultural Services. And so I went in and uh, I did some training. And I I learned that, wow, I mean, this Bay Clinic, they serve everybody uh, regardless of their ability to pay. And that was really attracted to, uh, attractive to me. So uh, since then, I always remembered Bay Clinic. And when the opportunity arose, uh, I thought, hey, that might be a good fit for me. You know, you mentioned training. Don't I recall also that you worked with Hawaii County Police Chief Harry Kubo-Jiri and did some training with the police department? That's right. That's right. It was the aloha training. Right. Yes. To, yes. to help those young officers know how to approach somebody when they're giving them a ticket and not make <laughs> it a bad thing. Absolutely. And my cultural... Uh, Knowledge and experiences, you know, play into play into that, right? How you how you approach people, and it kind of also also plays into customer service as well. So, by the way, are you still coaching basketball at Hilo High? Yes, yes. Okay. So I'm hoping it, it, you know, I'm hoping I'm praying for that vaccine, and Sherry, so that we could kind of move on to uh, a new normal. Yeah, get back to something. So tell us more about Bay Clinic. What is it? What do you do at Bay Clinic? Yeah, so Bay Clinic, you know, has been around since 1983. Uh, you know, in, people in Hilo remember it, it being in Keokaha. And then it moved to Hilo Lagoon and, and some other places. And now we're at right on Kilauea Street. And we have an administration building there, but we also have several sites. So we have a, a family clinic uh, right in Hilo. <clears throat> Dental is in the Hilo Shopping Center. Uh, we have a women's clinic up by uh, Wainui Nui next to the hospital. And then we have a family clinic as well as dental right in Keao. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop. We also have a pharmacy there as well, an in-house pharmacy. And then Pahoa, we have a children pediatric clinic next to our family clinic. And then, of course, Ka'u. We have our own clinic in Ka'u. So we serve all of East Hawaii. 
What's your relationship, if any, to Hilo Medical Center? That's a good question because now, you know, Hilo Medical Center has put up some what they call rural health clinics. Now, the rural health clinics is a little different than a federal qualified health center. Rural health clinics come out of uh, CMS, which is uh, the federal government. They get their funding there. CMS is like Medicare, right? Right, right. Centers for Medicare and Medicaid. The Federal Qualified Health Center is out of what we call HRSA, which is the Health Resources Services and Administration, sister agencies. We, are, we get our funding from there, but our guidelines are much stricter. The rural health clinics, they, they don't have to see those who don't have the ability to pay. Whereas uh, federal qualified health centers, we got to serve. We're, we're actually targeted to serve the Medicaid population. And so our guidelines are much uh, stricter. We have a board. Half of the participants on the board have to be patients of Bay Clinic, unlike the, the rural health clinics. And we get audited every year. And so there's a lot of guidelines. But the, the idea is really to serve those underserved populations. Well, so who can be a patient at Bay Clinic? Do you have to be an underserved population, oh, or could anybody go? Yeah, anybody, absolutely not. I mean, yeah, we want to be the provider of choice, actually. And so although we cater to those who have you know, difficulty in paying, we also we hire the best doctors, we hire the best dentists, we, we, we have a pharmacy now, so we want to be the payer of choice. And so anybody can become a member of Bay Clinic. Any idea how many members you have? Wow, so we have 21,000 patients. Hmm. Yeah, so we serve one in five individuals in East Hawaii. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people, and 18,000 of them are uh, Medicaid eligible. My goodness. Yeah. How many staff do you have? So we have 180 staff members. As far as providers, we have uh, six dentists. We have 17, uh, working our way up to 17 medical providers. Uh, we have a psychologist, two social workers. Uh, so we have also have behavioral health, which we're, we're very proud of. Well, you know, these days, behavioral health, I think, is really super important. I mean, life can be tough anyway, but now mm-hmm. during the time of COVID, I'm just hearing so many stories about people who yeah. are feeling way more bleak about mm-hmm. life than ever before. So I bet your behavioral health folks are super busy. Super busy, Sherry. Um, you know, the anxieties about covid well, first about getting it or a family member getting it. And then, of course, it's the economy, right? People, not they don't have jobs. Um, and, you know, there's domestic issues. Uh, parents who were looking forward to their kids going to school as a break now got to deal with that, that stress of uh, managing their kids all day. So it, it's a lot of behavioral health concerns we have. And our behavioral health department has seen an increase in, in patients, uh, I would say up to 20% increase because of covid well, you know, that is your background. Have yeah. you thought of getting back into actual <laughs> clinical practice or you just don't have time for that? No, absolutely. I mean, when I, when I was interviewing for the position, I said, you know, I want Bay Clinic to utilize all of my talents. And, and one, of them, one of them is I'm a practicing licensed Hawaii psychologist. And so uh, when I first started, I, I asked the board if I could be um, credentialed. And I went through the credentialing process. And I just got credentialed by all the payers. And so now I am actually, you know, if, if in times of need, uh, and when there's an emergency or, or if the behavioral health department needs an extra body, I'm there to help. That's great. That's yeah. great. That's so interesting. Well, you're an easy-to-talk-to person also, and I think that's an important characteristic for a psychologist because even though you talk a lot, <laughs> you also can get other people to you know, reveal their inner feelings. Yeah, well, thank you. So, good. So you mentioned COVID, and, of course, that's something that I really do want to talk mm. about. Everything has changed in everything because of COVID. So what has changed for Bay Clinic because of COVID? Oh, man. I mean, well, first, you know, we in our strategic plan, 
uh, you know, we had telehealth as something that we were going to move towards in the next, you know, in the next year. Uh, but boy, COVID accelerated that process uh, fourfold. For everybody. Yeah, for everybody. So we've, which is a kind of, which is good actually for us because we wanted to get there anyways. Uh, so it, it changed Bay Clinic in that way. Um, the sanitation protocols is, is through the roof. I mean, our clinics are, are cleaner than any place I know. And, you know, it does re- require more staffing. And so, you know, the wearing of masks, you know, hand sanitization protocols, appropriate PPEs, it's all a game changer. And it does all require more funding, in which we are so far fortunate to be getting from the federal government. That's good. And, you know, one of the questions I want to ask you really is, how are you funded? Because if you serve a whole lot of patients who don't have the ability to pay, you still have to pay your staff, you have to pay your rent, you have to do all the normal things. So where does the money come from? Yeah, absolutely. So every three years, we got to apply uh, to the federal government, and we got to be in good standing. So they do a site visit. Uh, there's like 18 compliance measures that we got to be you know, up to snuff with. And once uh, those are all in line, then we get a grant every year. So we just got the grant for $5.7 million for three years. So it translates to a little over $1.8 million a year. Uh, but that you know, kind of offsets some of the costs for those uh, patients who don't, do not have insurance. So that's how uh, we can see patients who d- don't have the ability to pay is because we, we can cover it through grants. But people who have insurance still can go to you. Yes, absolutely. And so we, we are actually targeting the commercial payers, those who have insurance, because the federal government, you know, this, they just don't give us enough. We're always asking for more funding. So we can offset the lack of funding from the feds through commercial payers as well. Westway Community Health Center is also a federally mm-hmm. qualified health center. Where else on the island are there federally qualified health centers? Yeah, so first, there's, there are 14 in the state. Uh, there's three on this island. And so we all have a service area. So Bay Clinic covers pretty much East Hawaii. And then Hamakua Health Center is a federal qualified health center, and they cover uh, Waikoloa, Waimea. And then um, West Hawaii Community Health Center covers pretty much all of West Hawaii, all the way up to Mililii and even some Ocean View. And they have more than one facility, too. But it's just, you know, it's a boon to our island to mm-hmm. get federally qualified health care centers because as a rural island and as an island that has a lot of people who do not make enough money to maybe pay for insurance or they just don't mm-hmm. have insurance, this is really a plus for us. Especially now. I mean, sure, I was told that approximately 40,000 new Medicaid individuals because of the, the layoffs. Yeah, that's what, and that's what I was talking with Dr. Scott Miskovich, who's doing a lot of testing on our island, and he said, you know, that's going to be a real outcome of COVID that people weren't really thinking about when the business shuts down and eventually the business cannot pay for the person's health care insurance. Those people go on to Quest, which is our version Mm -hmm. of Medicaid, and they've got to go somewhere for their care, and not all health care providers take Quest. Right, right, right. And, you know, because the reimbursement is low for a private practitioner uh, who's in, in independent practice. The reimbursement is really low. So, so it's hard for them to manage a practice with all Medicaid reimbursements. Unlike us, we have a better reimbursement. Same thing with the rural health clinic. That's why uh, you know, the hospital is kind of expanding in the rural health clinic world because their Medicaid rate also helps to offset some of their costs. You know, it used to be that people would say it's really hard to find a doctor here on the island, but actually it feels like it's not that hard anymore. Yeah, I mean, with with, uh, 
With the additional rural health clinics, you know, for East Hawaii, and then, you know, now with West Hawaii, Alihi Health, and then, you know, you got these clinics that's uh, popping up here and there. I, I think we are doing a pretty good job at allowing our residents to have a greater access to care. That's nice. Kimo Alameda, if somebody needs a doctor and wants to become a patient of Bay Clinic, how do they start? Yes. So we have a website. It's uh, bayclinic.org. Uh, and on there, you can look at what services you might need and the locations, bayclinic.org. And then we have a, a number you can call, 333-3600. Uh, okay, let me get that straight. 333-3600. Okay, keep going. Yeah, and so um, you'll speak to a real person. And what we did is we've moved our call center back to the clinics so that if you want the Hilo uh, clinic, uh, then you just, you know, press the correct number and they'll take you right there. So Cool. I want to talk more about COVID. And, you know, before you and I started talking for the radio, I said I'm both obsessed with and exhausted by COVID. You know, it's just like I have learned so much about it, as everybody has. And it's kind of a fascinating topic, objectively. Mm -hmm. But... We're in a world of hurt here, so I'd like to know more about how Bay Clinic is dealing with COVID. First of all, are you doing COVID testing for the community? Can somebody come and get tested? Are you one of those sites? Yes, we are. In fact, we're one of the first sites to partner with the county's COVID task force. I mean, we have a mobile unit, which is a, pretty much a clinic that can be moved, moved around. And we sent our mobile unit to the Hilo Civic uh, in Hilo, and we partnered with the county to provide random you know, for the COVID testing for the residents. So we do that, but we also have a lot of patients. So, you know, I mean, if our 20,000 patients, you know, need a, a, a test because they have the symptoms and our providers, you know, and they fulfill the criteria for a test, yes, we will give them a test. So if people in the community wanted to get tested, if I'm not a patient of mm -hmm. yours, can I come over to Bay Clinic and can I get tested? Uh, you could, except we would direct you to your primary care physician first uh, yeah first to to get a you know an assessment to see if you really need to take a test of course these days you know right now as we yeah. speak the county is really doing it's not exactly like the mass testing that's happening on oahu but it sure is a lot of testing just because right. our cases have totally spiked especially to start with in east hawaii although west hawaii is not immune we have a several big outbreaks over here including in miloli'i mm -hmm. and other places but we're doing a whole lot of testing. So do people still yeah. need to, like, have a cough or, you know, those symptoms that the CDC was initially recommending? Or Yeah, um, it's, it's tricky, you know, because you could be next to someone who doesn't have any symptoms and, and they could have it. So, you know, we don't want to create hysteria and go get everybody tested. We just don't have enough tests. So we are asking, you know, if you do have symptoms or if there is a reason for you to think you might have it, like being around somebody who has it, yeah. then, then those instances would require a test. Do you have any idea how many people you've tested for COVID through Bay Clinic and how many have been positive? Oh, man, we've tested over 100 uh, patients at Bay Clinic who are ours. Um, my guess, I want to say maybe over 10. Really? That have been so like 10%. Yeah, yeah, about 10%. Huh. And just to pause to remind you that this is Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken. You may hear Island Conversations wherever you get podcasts. Just look for Island Conversations or online at kwxx or b97hawaii.com. And then just look up at the top for the tab that says podcasts. And if you're on the big island of Hawaii, you may listen to Island Conversations on the radio on Sundays on KWXX at 6.30 a.m. 
and at 7 a.m. on B97 and B93, or the following Friday at KPUA 670 a.m. in Hilo. Today we're talking with Dr. Kimo Alameda. He's a psychologist who heads up Bay Clinic, and Bay Clinic is one of the federally qualified community health centers that we have here on the island, the other two being West Hawaii Community Health Center and Hamakua Health Center. And right now when so many people are losing their health protection because their job has gone away, it's really important to remember that we still do have community health resources that anybody can take advantage of whether or not they have insurance. And that's what we're doing this week. Next week, we are going to begin a series of interviews about the election. We are going to start with interviewing the two candidates for County Council District 5, that is Upper to Lower Puna. Matt Kanaeli Kleinfelder is the incumbent, and he'll be my guest next Sunday. The following Sunday, Ikaika Roddenhurst, his challenger, will be my guest. They finished really pretty close in this race, so it will be interesting to see. Since neither one got more than 50% of the vote, there was one other candidate, it'll be interesting to see what happens and how the community decides. On the 27th of September, we are going to be talking about the charter amendments that will appear on the ballot. Sue Durson and Donna Oba from the League of Women Voters are looking for the most important charter amendments, and they will give us a discussion of what we should think about as we make our decision, because we will be voting on the charter amendments at the general election ballot, which will arrive in our mailboxes somewhere between October 6th and 16th. On October 4th and October 11th, I will be interviewing the candidates for County Council District 1 because there were several candidates for District 1 and nobody got 50%. The two remaining candidates in the runoff are Dominic Higong, and Heather Kimball, and I will have them as guests on October 4th and 11th. And even if you're not in those particular council districts, this is of interest because it is nine county council members who sometimes determine the fate of our island, whether or not it's our own county council member. As you know, we are going to be voting for mayor and a calendar note, actually two calendar notes. On Thursday, September 17th, there will be a forum with Ikaika Marzo and Mitch Roth, the two candidates for mayor. That forum will be live on the Leo TV from 5 p.m. until 7 p.m. on Thursday, September 17th. I will be moderating. It is sponsored by the West Hawaii Forums Group, but obviously we are not going to be able to have an audience. However, if you do have questions, feel free to send them in to me at sherry at kwxx.com. S-H-E-R-R-Y at kwxx.com. And it's a two-hour forum 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., so we'll have plenty of opportunity to ask all the questions we want, I hope, and to get a good discussion going between these two candidates. There will also be a forum on Thursday, October 1st. It is sponsored by the Big Island Press Club, and again, it will be both candidates in person at this point. Of course, we'll all be sitting at least 6 to 10 feet away, and that will stream on the Big Island Press Club Facebook page. More about those two particular events as we get closer to them. And finally, if you have not yet registered to vote, you may still do so. The deadline to register for our election is October 5th, 
You may register online at elections.hawaii.gov. You may also go in person to the Hawaii County Election Office in Hilo at the Hawaii County Building or at West Hawaii Civic Center. Voting is really important, and whoever becomes our next mayor has one heck of a big job. This is an obviously incredibly challenging time, not just because of COVID-19 and its impacts on the health of the people on this island and the impact on the hospitals if we do get a surge that is beyond their capability. But also, the economy is absolutely devastated right now. This is a far worse situation than what was encountered in 2008, when there was a huge financial downturn. Whichever of the two candidates for mayor is elected is going to have to be clever and very smart and also willing to make some very, very difficult decisions. Before we get back to Chemo Alameda of Bay Clinic, a word from KTA Superstores. At KTA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added hormones or antibiotics. Our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen. KTA carries the largest selection of Hawaii Island homegrown produce. Our mountain apple brand is all local so you know it's fresh and delicious. Local and fresh always tastes best at KTA. If somebody is a Bay Clinic patient and they test positive for COVID, what's the procedure? What do you do internally and what's the patient care like? Well, first we need to contact the Department of Health because they need to ensure that they're quarantined and then they follow up and they do contact tracing. We also do internal contact tracing. I was wondering about that because as everybody knows, the contact tracing in the state has been a little shaky recently (laughs) yeah is that too diplomatic no no no, that's good no that's true and so that's why we do our own i mean so we 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 ask right have you been exposed and then the definition of exposure is within six feet of unprotected interaction so what is unprotected interaction well if you don't have a mask and i don't have a mask and you're next to somebody who was positive or you might be positive then that's unprotected interaction now we both should be tested but if the interaction is protected then there's no reason to get a test By the way, I'd like to mention to everybody, Dr. Alameda is here in the studio, and he and I are sitting definitely six feet apart. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, we're going to be safe, which is good. So what about the patient care? If I'm your patient, I test positive, you tell Department of Health, but what do you do about me? Do you you abandon me? Do you continue to care for me? Yeah, absolutely. So we do a follow-up, but, you know, we want you to quarantine for 14 days and to also have a follow-up appointment. And, you know, we pray and we... We hope that your immune system can fight it off because that's, you know, right now there's no vaccine. So that's why we tell people, you know, be as healthy as you can and, you know, hopefully your immune system can fight it off. As we speak, I, there were nine patients in Hilo Medical Center. Not sure what the count is at this mm-hmm. moment, but what would cause a Bay Clinic doctor to have a patient be hospitalized? What would, what would cause that to happen? It would be the discretion of, a, of the primary care physician. I think, you know, there is some uh, clients who are at greater risk, uh, you know, and so those predetermined conditions uh, is, is kind of a red flag. If you have uh, health conditions already and then you have a COVID positive, that, we're, that would raise a lot of uh, concern. What kind of health conditions would be the underlying health conditions that most concern you, Dr. Right. Kimo Alameda? It would be respiratory conditions, asthma, uh, heart problems, obesity, lung issues, uh, that kind of thing, chronic disease, yeah. 
Well, that's why people I know have gone into Hilo Medical Center. Conant Community Hospital also has had, I think they had one patient they admitted a few days ago, and I don't know if that patient is still there. But I know also Dan Brinkman of Hilo Medical Center told me they are definitely using remdesivir to treat and also dexamethasone, which is a steroid. And he said they've been pretty successful. And I've heard that there was a state house select committee on COVID-19 meeting a week ago and last Monday, actually, and Dr. Jill Hoggard-Green, who's the CEO of Queens, said that has really helped people live and not be as badly affected by mm-hmm. COVID. So it's wonderful. Yeah, that's good news. Yeah. Have you and the clinical team people learned anything special about COVID that you'd like to share with us? Well, you know, we're just we're trying to follow the CDC guidelines as closely as possible. We look at it often. It changes, which is sometimes disheartening because then, you know, you don't know what to trust. But we have to rely on the evidence. And so, you know, we've learned that the transmission of this virus is not so much uh, on surfaces. It is more true person to person. And that's why, you know, if you have a mask, I have a mask and we're, we're within six feet. It's very difficult for the virus to go under my mask and then go to under your mask to get to you. So... So we have uh, implemented an a incentive program for our employees because I'm really concerned about our employees. It's called Mask On. Um, and if they, you know, if they wear their mask on all, you know, all day at work and, and everybody does it you know, kind of like camaraderie together, then you know, they get two hours of paid time off really? at, at the end of the month. That's pretty cool. Well, we have to, we have to incentivize it. We don't want to just you know, catch you with your mask off and then reprimand you, which we're doing that too. But we also have to put a reward component in there as well. So we, we hope that, because it's about habits. You know, it takes about 14 days to change a habit or to create a new habit. So I'm trying to create habits of wearing masks because that's critical in, this, in, in the fight of COVID. Well, it really is. And everything I've heard now is that most of our outbreaks here on this island have been caused absolutely by gatherings where people were not wearing their masks. Mm -hmm. They were not distancing. Mm -hmm. And so everybody says it's up to us to control this. It's not up to my doctor and it's not up to the Department of Health. It's up to every individual to take that responsibility. So it's pretty cool that you're helping your employees with the carrot part of it, not (laughs) not the stick so much. Right. Well, we try. You know, this is a time of flu shots, and the flu shot vaccine has just become available. What are you telling mm-hmm. your patients at Bay Clinic about flu shots? Yes, I mean, we are going to put out a campaign soon uh, because, the, you know, the flu shot is super important. Um, we've uh, already made our orders uh, for flu, flu vaccines. And, you know, a flu with COVID is not a good thing. So, you know, again, it's about our immune system, uh, keeping our patients strong. So. Yes, we recommend the flu shot for everybody. That's what Dr. Jill Hoggard-Green was saying, that she's really concerned that there'll be a lot of influenza. Mm -hmm. And by the way, a lot of people use the term flu, and it's really just like a cold or something. I had influenza years and years ago. Like, it was had to be 1979 or 80. That is how bad it was that I distinctly remember how absolutely horrible I felt. Like I was thinking it'd be better if I didn't survive. It was really bad. Oh, wow. You know, it was the swine flu or the H1N, whatever was popular at that time. Wow. So people need to really be cautious about mm-hmm. flu, mm-hmm. the true influenza. So, yeah. That's true. No, it is. Yeah. So we need to really, really take care. What else should we talk about? What else should we know about Bay Clinic? And Well, you know, we have, I, I got to tell you, I, I just a shout out to our employees. I mean, we have tough patients with multiple medical issues. You know, and so it's tough to come into work day in and day out under this COVID environment, you know, and and not be worry free. 
So I, I really uh, appreciate our, our healthcare providers, and not just a big clinic, but all, all nurses, all medical assistants, all physicians, doctors, dentists even. I mean, can you imagine a dentist, right? Those airborne pathogens, once you drill, that's airborne pathogens immediately, you know. But, you know, we need dental care. So my, my dentists who, who come in to work each and every day just to provide that service is just remarkable. You know, I didn't really realize until my own dentist was telling me, because I hadn't really thought about it, that dental care is absolutely key to one's overall health. Mm -hmm. That, you know, you have to be able to chew your food properly to get it to digest properly, that there's a lot of bacteria in one's Mm -hmm. mouth. So, yeah, dental care. And a lot of people on this island didn't grow up having dental care, so Mm -hmm. they should take advantage. Absolutely. You know, and you talk about that. My dentist, I just (laughs) went, as a matter of fact, and they have put in this big, I'll have to use it's. To me, it looked like a high-section vacuum that they now put over the patient and the hygienist when they're doing anything that puts anything out into the room. And like my dentist, Dr. Oka, told me, what they were doing before was like taking care of 90% of it. And this just like, it sucks it up. It's loud. It's a little annoying, but it's safe. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Same I, here. I appreciate what you guys are doing. Is there anything else about Bay Clinic we should know before we say aloha? Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm really... Uh you know, I just want to let everybody know that, you know, again, we're a federal qualified health center. Um, again, hats off to uh, Hamakoi Health Center and West Hawaii Community Health Center. Uh, they're mission-driven just like us. Uh, we are very proud uh, to serve everybody and anybody who walks in our doors, regardless of their ability to pay. And we also uh, want to be the provider of choice for those who have commercial insurance as well. We have awesome doctors, all qualified and, you know, they go through a, a, a strict kind of interview process. And so I'm just uh, happy to be at Bay Clinic. I hope I can continue to make a difference there. And, you know, just a shout out to, to all of those patients who also utilize our services. And one final time, people reach you by? By our website. You can go on to bayclinic.org. And you can also call us at 333 Excellent. Thank you so much, Dr. Kimo Alameda. You're welcome. Thank you, Sherry. So keep up the good coaching at Hilo High. I hope you get back to it soon. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Aloha. Aloha. And a huge mahalo to you, our listeners, for being with us. This is Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken. Please stay very safe out there. And until next time, please, let's all live and drive with aloha. Ahui ho. Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916.